Hey there, welcome back to the Northwest Audio Podcast, Midweek Formation, where we give some supplemental content to take your formation beyond Sunday morning. My name is Nick. I'm the community pastor here at Northwest, and I'm here with our lead pastor, Luke. Today, we're continuing the conversation of formation and becoming a person of love that embodies the fruit of the Spirit, focusing in on faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Dude, that was like the most epic intro. <laughs> you can't see us, listeners, but as soon as that intro was over, we made just like really, really intense eye contact. And he was like, yeah, you know what I'm about to do. You know what I'm about to say. I was like, don't do it. So epic, man. You know, that word was really <laughs> very like trendy when I was in my 20s. So what, like, epic? Ten, oh, yeah. Epic was like when I was in my 20s, like we used that word to describe everything. <laughs> everything is epic. Everything. <laughs> like, oh my gosh, dude, this Chick-fil-A is epic. And it was like that kind of surfer dude language. That's so funny. Yeah. You live in central Indiana. <laughs> I know. And, and, and before that, in my early 20s and late teens, it was sick. Like, oh, dude, that's so sick. Oh, yeah, yeah. We had sick. We did and sick. then it kind of graduated to epic. And then epic kind of like, paused for a minute but then this intro brought that word back it brought me. epic back wow yeah. we're bringing we're bringing trends back mm -hmm. that's the kind of podcast we are we're a trendy oh, yeah. one boom yeah um yeah so welcome uh we're talking about the the last three the last three fruit faithfulness gentleness and self-control um we're we're getting close to the end of this fruit of the spirit thing um so yeah, let's just talk about those three. Let's do the same format as we have been. Um, if you haven't been listening, go back, listen to those. It's definitely worth it. Um, but if you have, we're following the same structure um, of just kind of breaking down each specific fruit, our experience with it, uh, how we see God in that, um, and just kind of trying to create a framework for how we can live into those things in step with the Spirit. Uh, so let's start with faithfulness. Uh, do you have any thoughts initially um when i say faithfulness you know like your go-to just like Wabba. Wabba. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah i do part of this is important we need to understand that there's a lot of context here given that the majority of churches paul started were under roman influence roman occupation in a roman world mm. and so that was always the backdrop for which a lot of his um encouragement and exhortations would come was because he was very keenly aware of Roman society and Roman culture. And so when you hear words like faithfulness and gentleness and self-control, typically those are answers to the problems of unfaithfulness mm. and harshness and a lack of control, right? And so he's recommending the fruits of the spirit because there's so many fruits of the flesh mm. that are in That's good. and intertwined yep. in Roman society, in, Roman, in the Roman empire. Well, and even in their background, like... We also forget sometimes that like they used to be Roman. They used to, yeah. they used to be Gentiles, a part of that. Yeah. They yeah. used to be a part of that society. Right. And so it's like, there's a little bit of a learning curve. Uh -huh. You know what I mean? That like everyone around them is still doing the old way of life. They, and they got have saved. to give up. They got saved too. Yeah. Right. If you were a Gentile, you got saved too. And, and it, if you were of Jewish descent, you got saved too. And so, yeah, that, so part of that context is really the key. We can take that understanding we can contextualize that for our current um era in our in our lives today and 
I know that when I meditate on the word faithfulness, a few thoughts come to mind. The thought of, well, just the just the general faithfulness to like one wife. Like I'm a married man. Yeah. And so like I think that's okay. Um, you know, to be <laughs> Sorry. it's important. <laughs> But I think it's okay to apply that word <laughs> to to the marriage covenant. So stay faithful, right? To that <laughs> stay, one stay spouse of yours. Um, and then super important. And then how about just like the general, stay faithful to where God's got you. Yeah. Right now, God's got me here in this role. God's got you yep. here in this role. And it is important. It is incumbent upon us to stay faithful. And I think that faithfulness solves the problem of the grass is always greener on the other side. Mm-hmm. And that is yeah. just a horrible cultural figure of speech that promises something they can't cash, right? Yeah. It The grass is not greener on the other side. That's just our imaginations and really the enemy dangling bait in front of us. Yeah. And our desire to like get out of any work. Yeah. 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 S- stay faithful. It's almost like Paul was, was like, like stay faithful to, this new life yeah, in Christ. Even though it's difficult, even though the, the grass is dying, keep watering, like keep, keep watering. going, yeah. stay faithful to what God has called you. And I think in our context then, like, you know, no matter what you do for a living, no matter your socioeconomic status, you know, you're single, married, like what, what church you're at, anything, mm-hmm. like no matter what, if you are a, a follower of Jesus, if you are living in the kingdom of God, your call, you have been called to advance the kingdom. Yeah. And so it's like, stay faithful to that call and, and a fruit of the spirit, you know, like we're saying, these are, these are the spirit's fruits that he's in, in planting into you. Like the spirit will plant in you a faithfulness to the call. Yeah. Yeah. Like when you keep in step to the spirit, you will become faithful to the call of Jesus. Yeah. Come on. To go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the father, the son, and the Holy spirit, mm. teaching them all, teaching them to obey all that I've commanded them. Do preach to my heart, like, man. Preach to me. Boom. Preach to me. Boom, boom, boom. Um, <laughs> like you will stay faithful to that because yeah. the spirit has empowered you to do so. Yeah. Like he, he is, he yeah. has empowered you and encouraged you to stay where the grass mm-hmm. may be difficult, may not be, may not be thriving, but he says, stay, keep running, keep running the race, keep going, even though it's difficult, like stay faithful. And I'm going to, I'm going to help you stay faithful to that. Wow, that just like came out of me. I didn't Dude, even honestly, plan like on I, saying all that. I just honestly, I feel a bit emotional right now, only because like, I just feel like that was kind of a divine moment. I, I, I have a memory of from years ago, I was a youth pastor at a church on the other side of town and they brought in one of the um, planters that had planted this church. Uh, I think the church was like over a hundred years old. Mm. So he was in the very, very early stages of the church being like legitimized in those, yeah. in that first era. And he was wheelchaired up onto the platform. He could barely speak. This was, oh gosh, my gosh, this was probably 13, 14 years ago now. He could barely speak. Um, And the executive pastor asked him, what is the key to longevity in ministry? And this very frail follower of Jesus who'd spent generations following God and doing the Lord's labor Mustered enough strength to take a breath to get out the word, just stay faithful. Mm. And it just, it wrecked the room, man, because it was, the message was so, so clear that this, this, this faithfulness returned back to God, that he's, he's the one that's faithful to us. Mm. And that, that faithfulness is unwavering. And there's an invitation on the spirit's part, 
part to return that same faithfulness to him. And, but we live in a society, a very transient society mm -hmm. where like yeah. once we're unhappy with our house, we get a bigger one. Yep, we once we're unhappy with our job, we get a better one. 100%. Once we're unhappy with our wife, our husband, we leave them. When we're unhappy with our clothes, we donate them. When we're unhappy, when we're unhappy, when we're unhappy, we move on. And that is the enemy's greatest trick. Wow. And all of a sudden, the spiritual discipline of contentedness that is predicated on faithfulness is just evaporated. Yeah. It's so lost on us. Like we are just, oh my gosh, it's just crazy that you bring that to light. Like I hadn't even really thought of that within this conversation, within this topic, but it's so true. I mean, like with churches, oh, some people hurt me. I'm out. Yeah. Oh, I don't like to worship anymore. I'm out. Yep. Like there is, there is no level of faithfulness within us when things get hard. Like it's just, and it's because it's just been so accepted in our culture to just dip out when it gets difficult. Yeah. It's like, oh, the grass is greener somewhere else. Like, oh, the grass is dying. No, don't water it. Just leave. Yeah, that crazy. Like, or get artificial turf. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> faithfulness, man. Faithfulness. This. Wow. Like, I don't know. The, I feel like the spirit just brought all of that into this yeah. podcast because I, it is just so important for what anyone that wants to contribute anything to the kingdom of God. It is so important that we stay faithful to the mission. We stay faithful to the calling. We don't let um, hard days and hard seasons mm -hmm. take us out of the game. Yeah. But stay faithful. Yeah. Whew. Yeah, and I think it's it's interesting when we when we think of the fact that the Spirit gives us this faithfulness, then we have to remember the kind of faithfulness that He's giving, and and to know that and to understand that we have to look at the faithfulness of God. Mm. Like we see that God is faithful time and time and time again, mm. and that's the kind of faithfulness that the Spirit is putting inside of us. Yeah. Like the, the ability to withstand any pressures, to, to withstand any sort of obstacles. Sure. Just like God does. You know what I mean? Like he's trying to make you more like Jesus. He's yeah. trying to make you just as faithful as Jesus is. Like just as faithful to, to sit and cry and sweat blood in the garden of Gethsemane and say, not my will, but yours be done. Yeah. To be that kind of faithful of like, gosh, I really don't want to do this, Lord. Yeah. But I will do it if that's your will. I will do it because you called me to do it and because I need to stay faithful to what you called me to do. And because this is a fruit of the Holy Spirit, I feel like this is, <laughs> did Paul leave the last three at the end because he knew there'd be like an extra measure of the Holy Spirit demanding to yeah. support? <laughs> it's like, faith to me, faithfulness, and I, I'm probably wrong, but like to me, faithfulness is like, I need all of what the Holy Spirit offers. Mm, yeah. You know what I mean? I, I know this oh, is a no, fruit of totally. the Holy Spirit, but I need an extra measure of the Holy Spirit yeah. Yeah. because of how easy it is to give up. Yes. In a, in a world where it, we live in a hard, hard, hard world. Yeah. We live in a sinful world. 100%. So it's hard sometimes, man. But again, it's a fruit of the Holy Spirit, which means that it's, it is possible. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think that's actually, I totally agree with that. For faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. <laughs> yeah, you saved the, you the like, last three are like the hardest. The best for last. He's like, yeah. hee hee. Oh, and also be also. faithful, gentle, and self-control. <laughs> hee hee hee. Like the those are going to be ones. the tough ones yeah. that you need so much spirit. <laughs> like yeah. so, because, extra spirit. Day. Super spirit. Because yeah. you are just, 
incapable. Like we as people are just accustomed and it's our it's our first response to be unfaithful, to to be harsh and not gentle, to to have a lack of self-control and just kind of just you know, blow up all the time. Yeah. Um and so we really need the spirit for those things. Um I don't know, maybe that's just for us. Maybe it's just because those things aren't are like natural tendencies. Like I'm sure there are some people that are just naturally gentle people or naturally faithful people. Maybe. I don't know. I think the spirit of God gives us different. I think so too. Different personalities, different, different things that come natural to us, different little bits of like how, how God can be seen in a, in a person. Um, I, yeah. The Holy spirit wants to grow all these fruits. Yeah. We're the ones with the shears that snip off any growth. Yeah. Because we're like, mm, yeah. I'm this. <laughs> take off everything else. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Man, that's good. Let's move on. Okay. Let's, uh, let's do gentleness. Okay. Gentleness is just a, whoo. Mm-hmm. <laughs> need an extra measure. Oh man. <laughs> like two extra measures, please. <laughs> For Luke as a lead pastor, oh, two extra Christmas. measures. Man, it's so hard because I know that the world would be a beautiful place if everyone was collectively gentle yeah. towards each other. But we live but, in, <laughs> but, but we live in this, <laughs> we live in a world where no one is gentle towards no. each other. And no, it pains, harsh. it pains my heart that that is sometimes tragically true also in the kingdom. Mm. And, but it doesn't have to be that way. No, it doesn't. It doesn't. Have to be that way. And gentleness to me, gentleness is the opposite of reaction. Yeah. It's like gentleness is not the opposite of harshness. It's like the opposite of reaction. So gentleness to me is a, is a, is a, is a, like an outcome of responsiveness. So Mm. instead of reacting to someone or reacting to hurt or reacting to inconvenience or reacting instead, gentleness is really like, I'm going to take my time to respond and so how different reaction and responsiveness is. It's almost the same as self-control then. It's got to like, be. Like gentleness comes from when you control yourself. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like a your first reaction would be this, but control yourself, take a breath, and be gentle. Yeah. You yeah. know what I mean? It's just this, um, I, imagine, I imagine the father from the prodigal son story um, for both of these. Oh, just like, you know, when the, when the younger son comes home after blowing all his money, and the father has to, you know, control any anger he might have and just be gentle. Or the older brother comes and he's like, how could you do all this? Like, you are the worst, dad. Mm-hmm. And he has to be, he has to be, just control himself, control his reaction, mm-hmm. take a breath, mm-hmm. be gentle. Yeah. Um, it's interesting how just those two go hand in hand like that. Of Just like our first, yeah. re- our first reaction is to not be gentle. It is to lash out. It is to blow up. It is to, um, you know, just like our flesh exact, or exact justice. Yes. Yes, yeah. exactly. Our yeah. flesh is just very, um, it's very quick, very quick. It's very quick to assume. It's very quick to judge. It's very quick to get revenge and lash out at people. Um, and, but the spirit says, slow down, Yeah. slow down, look at the whole picture. Yeah. Remember that they are, that they are made in God's image. Remember that, that they are to be loved just like you are loved. Yeah. Like, remember these things, take a breath, be patient in enacting these things, and then be gentle to them. Yeah. Be loving to them, be kind to them. Yeah. Gentleness is so tough. 
but gentleness can be so soft, right? Mm. When, when someone has inviting tones and tenor and a big smile on their face, you're sending off signals that you're a gentle human. You're, you're a safe, you're a safe human. And in a world of, um, unsafe people, Mm. Christians need to be safe people. Yeah. We have to be safe people. Oh my gosh. 100%. And I, I know that sounds like a little like, dude, that's like way too worldly. What I'm trying to say, man, is like, be, be dangerous to the enemy. If you want to be dangerous to the enemy, be a safe, safe Christian for other human beings. Yeah. You need to be safe to people. Yeah, because wow. that's really good. Uh, trust me, the, the more that we are v- verbally violent, the more we're playing into the enemy's scheme. And so leaders in the church are notorious and susceptible to reactive, harsh tone um, based on oh, being overpressured or being an insecure leader or whatever. And I am happy to confess I have my own seasons of that. Yeah. But the Holy Spirit's invitation is for us to embody the fruits of the Holy Spirit. And one of those things is gentleness. And so some of the best leadership that a Christian leader can bring to the table, or any all Christians are leaders in their own sense, right? Any Christian can bring to the table is, are you safe enough that I can sit down with you and not fear you? Mm. Are, are you? Are you an intimidating person? Or are you a welcoming presence? Are you a safe person? Would I run to you? Yeah. Would I would wow. I find you to be a safe haven? Or am I intimidated by the way that you uh, have RBF, right? Yeah. Or by the way that the, the choice of tone and tenor that you use? Um, these are all examples of how we can accept God's invitation to grow the fruit of gentleness in us because we have reputations of being reactive, harsh people. All, all people, humans have yep. this reputation. But Christians can change that. Christians, the kingdom of God can be a community that are gentle with their words and gentle with their bodies and gentle with their faces and their tones and tenors. So as to win souls, man, like so yeah. as to defeat the devils. Um, he is taking the harshness and the failures of the kingdom of God and looking at the lost and saying, see, they're no different with God. Mm. See, they're what you don't need God. They're just like you. Yeah. <laughs> they're, they're not safe people, but, but, but deep down we have the Holy spirit and now we need to give him permission to grow these things. So gentleness to me, man, um, I genuinely believe that gentleness is is the next season for the kingdom. Wow, yeah. Because Definitely. of the highly contentious climate that we live in in this world. Oh, yeah. Everyone is always at each other's throats. Oh, yeah. In our current culture, that's yeah. 100% true. So, so gentleness, this fruit has got to start producing mm-hmm. in churches just like ours everywhere, in leaders just like us everywhere, in Christians just like us yeah. everywhere. I love that you use that word safe. Just like imagining this person that is just welcoming, calm, collected, isn't mad at you. <laughs> like you're not angry. Um, you know, and Paul says that's like an attribute of love. Love is slow to anger. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I'm just, I'm just imagining that kind of person. And that's why I imagine Jesus to be like that. Someone who's just very calm and you run to him and you're like, I'm sorry, I did all these things. And he's like, he like puts his hand on your shoulder. He's like, it's okay. Yeah. It's like, it's okay, child. You know, yeah. like, I still love you. I still see you. I still value you. Um, and just this kind of beautiful gentleness that, like you said, we so desperately need in our current culture um, where everyone is just always after each other. And like our, in America specifically, just like the political um, divide and the political anger that everybody has towards each other. It's just crazy. Like it is so nuts how it has been like a steady like incline, you know, over the last, you know, 40 years or whatever of, of, you know, political, um, like a, a hot climate of like tensions are just high. Um, it has just been getting worse and worse and worse steadily. Like the, the polarization of people, um, where it's like, oh, you're a Republican or, oh, you're a Democrat. Like, oh, you are this, you are that. Um, and we are throwing these titles on each other and then like separating each other off and being like, oh, I really, I just, I hate this kind of person. And it's just so crazy to me that unfortunately, I think a lot of churches are still buying into that. Yeah. And by God's grace, may Mercy Road Church Northwest never yeah. fall to no. that bait. No. And I think some skills that can, facilitate the fruit of gentleness in that polarized world you're describing are skills like, Hey, sleep on it. Mm. Like don't ever say a permanent word or sentence based on temporary emotions. Yep. Yeah. Because your emotions are temporary. If you feel the same way in the morning, okay, go and have that conversation, go and say that thing. Uh, the two best pieces of advice I've received from the sages in my life have been Luke sleep on it. And Hey Luke, go listen to worship music for an hour. Mm. Go take Let's a nap. You still feel the same. Go, go be in the presence of God. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Have a snack and take a nap. <laughs> have a snack. See how you feel after that. Yeah. It is so true. We're all like spiritual toddlers in that sense. Yeah. So, so yeah, I, it is, it is going to be Christians committed to the spiritual fruit of gentleness that will ultimately preserve a metaphorical remnant in a yeah, world absolutely. that is just at each other's throats about everything. Yeah. And and some things need to be resolved. The differences need to be resolved right. in the kingdom too. But differences can be resolved under control. Yep. They can be resolved gently. Which ironically is the next fruit yes. of the Holy Spirit. <laughs> yeah. So the the self-control for, for me, Nick. I know when the Holy Spirit is present in a tense environment, be it my own soul or be it between my wife, my children, a colleague, a brother or sister in the Lord, a meeting, a group, whatever. I know the Holy Spirit is present when emotions do not overflow. Mm, yeah. When they are main, like when the water is, does not boil, it's maintained in the kettle. Oh. And then that's when I know the Holy Spirit is present and in control. Yeah. Which is that self-control. It's yes. that, it's that I need to control my reactions. I need to control my emotions. I need to control my impulses um, and my behaviors and I need to regulate them. I need to, I need to be in control. I can't be um, someone that is, you know, it's like the phrase that, you know, you control your emotions, your emotions don't control you. Mm -hmm. Like you can't let yourself be controlled by anything 
else outside yeah. of yourself. Like, like you can't let that stuff happen. Um, and, and the spirit empowers you to do that. The spirit, yeah. the spirit comes in and he says, Hey, let, let's, let's control that. Let's, let's wind that down. Let's, let's, let's put that aside so that my fruit can come out. Right? Like the spirit says, if you can be self-control, I think, I think every fruit is contingent on self-control. Cause if you can't control yourself, then you will never see the fruit of the Holy spirit. Yeah. You'll only totally see the, agree. you'll only see your own fruit. I totally agree. You're only going to see Luke's fruit or Nick's fruit. You're yep. never going to see Holy spirit fruit. Right. And so you need to get that under wraps. You need to control yourself, control your impulses, control your emotions, regulate and control your behaviors and say, mm. Jesus, Holy spirit, have your way in me. Yep. Like have your way, not mine, your way. And then from there, you can operate in the other fruits. You know, the, the gentleness, being gentle with people, being faithful to your action. I mean, your gut reaction would mm-hmm. be to, to bail. Yep. But Lord, control me. Yep. Like, give me, give me the ability to, to control my impulses, slow down, say, no, I need to remain faithful to the task that God has called me to. That's so beautiful. Um, and so, yeah, I, I don't know. I think it's interesting that self-control is the last, the very last one, because it, it's like, it's... It's like, if you can't do, if you can't control yourself, you can't do none of this. Like none yeah. of it. <laughs> oh, it makes me wonder, did Paul have an understanding of like, I'm going to save the best for last. Yes, yeah. like, <laughs> but I'll tell you, man, you, we were talking about this and like this morning, I, my cars at the shop, we're a one car family right now, which is like kind of embarrassing to say that because like most of the world <laughs> is a one car or no car family only like america to be like two cars yeah. right? anyway anyway um so i've got one car at the shop and so ashley and i are sharing her car right now i take mila my five-year-old to school she has to be there at 8 30 this morning she you know her, her clothes didn't fit right so she changed a couple times like oh my gosh we're gonna be late i gotta get the office this morning finally i got mila to school and on the way home, as I'm headed to the office, my wife calls me. She goes, hey, I know that I have an ear infection. I, I, I called the doctor. She confirmed I have an ear infection. Can you run and go get my antibiotics from CVS? Okay, sure. Turn around. I go to CVS. I get the antibiotics. I bring it to her. I drop it off. I'm like, okay, I can finally get to the office. I got a handful of things I got to get done before I head out to Florida. I'm halfway to the office. I get a call from my wife. Hey, I'm almost certain that Maddox has an ear infection. <laughs> no. I need to take him to the doctor. So Can many you please ear turn around? Oh my gosh. Okay. So I turn around again, head back to the house. Um, this whole time I'm maintaining a reasonable amount of self-control. Good job. Thank so you. So far, so good. So far, so good. Then on the way home, I get a text from my father-in-law who owns the shop that I go take my truck to. Hey, your truck is ready. I was like, <laughs> oh, okay. Hey, Ashley, um, the truck is ready. How, how about we we go and get get it? She goes, yeah, no, that that's fine. And so we, I pick up Ashley. I pick up my two crying kids. We get in the Suburban. We drive to the shop. We get my car. Something's wrong with the car. <laughs> no. And I'm like, I got up at 5.45 a.m. this morning. And I have not gotten to the office until like 10.45. And it's just a series of unfortunate events. I'm just thinking to myself, like, why? W- like, what is it about? Like, is, it, should I just, should we just ride bikes everywhere we go? Like, <laughs> 
And I, Some I would say yes. Yeah. And I, re, I specifically called out and cried out to the Holy Spirit as I'm putting my forehead into my fingers and thumb. The audience couldn't see me gesture my forehead onto my fingers, but that's what stressed out people do. And I go, Holy Spirit, I need a new measure to help with this self-control thing. I, I'm, yeah. I'm so easily agitated by delay after delay after delay after delay. And here's the crazy thing about an honest invitation is that there is an honest acceptance of that invitation on God's part. Mm. And there was no willpower that could have produced new self-control. I know that I had to ask God for more support and God knew that that request was legitimately honest and he gave it. And I did not express upset daddy to my kids or frustrated husband to my wife or irritated pastor when I got to the office. The Holy Spirit genuinely was able to bring me to a place mm. where I could express joy and delight and um, uh, humility to the people around me, despite the fact that it took five hours to get to the office this morning. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, no, totally. Small, a, small story with bigger implications. That's a great example. example. I yeah. think everyone can describe their own version of that. Yeah. No, and, I think that's great. And we can succumb to, for me, it was delay after delay after delay after delay. And I, I kind of wanted to lose my gourd, right? I oh, was just yeah. like, you gotta be, I mean, I, just, I wanted to lash out at people. Yeah. So the, so at least I had the courage today to ask the Holy Spirit for the fruit of self-control mm -hmm. and he gave it. And I think that's the key is we have to trust God that when we need him the most, he will actually be there for us. Yeah. He will actually give us the fruit of the Holy Spirit. Yeah. That's good. And, and one thing that I also want to connect to that as well is that it's an, it's a two way invitation. Like you invited the spirit and said, God help me. And he came for you in, in, in your time of need. But and his, it's, his invitation was already his there. His invitation yeah. has been there the whole time. Whole and time. he's saying, Hey Luke, just take my self-control. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. And he's man. just been waiting for you to say, okay, I'll take your self-control. Totally. I will accept your self-control and I will, I will do that. I will I'll calm down. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it, that's just like so great and wonderful and fascinating to me that this two-way invitation that we're like, all we need to do is just invite God. And God has just been sitting here. He's like, bro, I've been inviting you this whole time. <laughs> yeah. Like you've been the yeah. one that's been taken forever. Yeah. Like yeah. You, yeah. you take so long. <laughs> Did you just respond to my invitation I with an invitation? <laughs> <laughs> just accept mine. Like what? You, you really think I have been sitting here waiting for you to come around? Like get out of here. <laughs> Who do you think yeah. I am? Um, no, that's so good. I, Man. I think that is just so telling. Um, just like you said that it self-control was needed to, to give you the ability to not lash out. It was needed to give you the ability to be gentle, to be kind, mm -hmm. to be patient, mm -hmm. um, to Come be, on, to be joyful. Yep. Um, and to, you know, to do all of these fruit, like to, it, to have all of these things, to embody the fruit of the spirit, to become a person of love. Yeah. Like you can't be a person of love if you're not able to control yourself and you just lash out. Man. And so like God through self-control gives you the ability to do that, to embody the fruits of the spirit of God rather than the fruits of, you know, your flesh. And I think that's the key, right? We've got fruits of the flesh or fruits of the Holy Spirit. And this morning, self-control was a fruit that grew the fruit of gentleness. Yeah. Because no wife, no child, no friend, no colleague needs a 
a stressed out, snappy husband, father, colleague, you know, right. they don't, they don't need that. They don't deserve that. No, no, no spouse or child can live under the weight of a, of a stressed out no. husband, father figure. Yeah. So I well, think that's that this great. is really important, man. <laughs> yeah. That's why it's great. What I mean, just going back to the actual text, going back to the text in Galatians, it literally says, you know, the acts of the flesh, the fruit of the flesh are obvious and they got sexual morality, impurity, debauchery, idolatry, witchcraft. But then it's like those simple things, hatred, mm. discord, jealousy, yeah. fits of rage. Oh boy. Like a fit of rage is not from the spirit of God. No. You do not get to have a fit of rage anymore because that is, that is, that is out of your own, your own spirit, not the spirit of God. Yep. Um, you know, you need that, you need to control yourself to, in order to have the spirit, uh, the, the fruit of the spirit. Um, you know, selfish ambition, dissensions, factions, envy, drunkenness, orgies. Those ones are a little bit more like, you know, duh, duh. Um, but I don't know the jealousy, fits of rage, and selfish ambition. Those ones are like, I feel like Paul just kind of like snuck those in there. Like everybody does that. Right. Everybody gets those. It's because drunk. It's because drunkenness, fits. You know, orgies, debauch. You know, those those things are largely taboo, but they were not in Roman society. Right. Roman society is like, bring on the orgies. Mm-hmm. That was what the Roman Empire was like. Yeah. So, no, I just, man. Really good stuff, dude. Really good stuff. It's just very provocative as far as like your thinking. It's just very thought provoking. Um, and so, I mean, listener, I would just encourage you to just think through that. Like, think through the way you react to things that happen in your life, um, even today. Like we all have inconveniences every single day. Um, and it's just, I think that as followers of Jesus, as we form to become a person of love that embodies the fruit of the spirit, we need to learn how to embody this one main fruit of controlling ourselves, so that the other fruit can happen. The other fruit can be seen. Um, and just so looking, looking at your situations, looking at your day, like how, how have you engaged in the fruit of the flesh and how could you have acted differently to engage in the fruit of the spirit? Like, I don't know. I just think that's very healthy to look back and say, what could I have done differently? Oh, absolutely. You know, to look back and, and, and say, what could I do differently in the future? How can I invite the spirit into how I act? You know, not just so that I'm not just a, um, a person who believes all these things, but doesn't act out of it. No, no, no. We want to become a person of love. And, and we see that in the way that the people that are closest to us, what they think of us. Yeah. Like are the people that are closest to us, do they view you as a person of love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control? Or do they view you as a person that has fits of rage, selfish ambition, jealousy, discord, envy? Like, do they see you as that kind of person? Or do they see you as a person who embodies the fruit of the spirit? Like, and that requires our actions. That requires us yep. to change. The good news is, is that we can. The good news is yes. that we can change you because can change. the Holy Spirit can facilitate that change. Paul would not have written that uh, if it was impossible. I completely agree, and man. I, somebody told me that recently. Um, and that was just kind of like a little bit eye-opening to mm. me. Um, but it's this, just this phrase, Jesus believes that you can do it. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. like Jesus believes in you. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like he wouldn't have called you to this high thing to, to, to follow him. If he was like, nah, they ain't going to do it. Like, 
No way. Yeah. No way they're going to get this. No way they're going to be able to follow me. He wouldn't have called you. He would have, he would have done something else. He wouldn't have done this if he didn't think that there was a, a, a chance of having you in mm. the kingdom. Especially with the ongoing support of the Holy Spirit. Yes. That comforter, that ambassador, that helper. Yes. That's why he gave you the spirit. He gave you the spirit so that you could be part of the kingdom. Like yeah. this is doable. Yeah. This is possible. Yeah. I agree. And so I just think we need to remember that, that these are lofty things, but they're possible things and they're game changers. Boy, game are they game changers. changers. They will just crazily impact your life. Guaranteed. Nick, I'd love to offer a final thought on at least self-control. This, yeah. this, Give this is a, a thought of mine that I've kind of mulled over for many years is that this is the only place in scripture where control and the person are associated. And so this ought to illuminate and reveal how the only thing we can control is self. Mm. Right. Because everything around us, uh, at least we try to control yeah. and often discover we That's cannot really control. But self-control is the one thing you can actually control yeah. you with can the help of the Holy Spirit. You can control the way that you act. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You can't control what just happened to you, but you can control how you respond to what mm -hmm. just happened to you. Oh, yeah. Right. And so self-control, for those of you, for those of us, I'm <laughs> looking at myself, who are control freaks, this is good news. <laughs> yeah. Because there is something you can control and it's you. Or bad news, however you want to look at it. Oh shoot, I can't oh, control shoot. everything. No, I can't. I can't control <laughs> others. I can't control circumstances yeah. or the the things around me. I can try to influence them, yeah. but you cannot control. Control is such an illusion. Yeah. However, Scripture just revealed that there is something and someone you can control. Go look at that person in the mirror. Yeah. Yeah. With the help of the Holy Spirit. Remember, this is a fruit. Yes. So the the attempt to control yourself without the accompanying power of the Holy Spirit is going to be a very difficult, frustrating task. Yeah, a very long, so, long and difficult road. Yeah. Um, man, that's good. That's a podcast right there. That's a podcast, Nick. All right. If you have questions or things you want us to talk about on the podcast, uh, please just let us know. Please let us know. Uh, you can do that by going to the media tab on our website at mercyroadnw.com. Uh, and on our website, you'll also be able to find more details and information about our community here at Northwest. And you can get a hold of me or Luke directly as well. If you go to the staff page, you can find our emails. So thanks for joining us. We'll talk to you again soon. Mm -hmm.